I don't know if you've been following this story, but an unusually early and really brutal heat wave has been scorching parts of India of late. Uh, blisteringly high temperatures swept over parts of the country. Authorities have closed schools. There's been fires at landfills that I saw online. Um, and crops, of course, are in trouble as a cool spring turned into something very different. India recorded its hottest March since 1901. And average temperatures in April in northern and central pockets of the country were the highest in 122 years. The Indian Meteorological Department said temperatures reached 45 Celsius in 10 cities last week. Here's a news report from India about this. India is hit by a summer of misery. The temperatures have reached the 40 degrees Celsius mark in several cities. UP's Banda recorded the maximum temperature in the country. On Friday, it stood at 47.4 degrees Celsius. The national capital recorded its second hottest April in 72 years with a monthly average maximum temperature of 40.2 degrees. And amid the blistering heat wave warning, several states are facing acute shortage of coal. So you can get the impression there just of how serious it is and just how hot it is. Joining me now is Polash Mukherjee. He's the lead air pollution and climate resilience, uh, as well as a air quality and climate resilience consultant with the Natural Resources Defense Council India. Polash, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you, Ben. Um, I'm happy to be here. Um, just a little bit about just how hot it's been and what it's like right now in Delhi. I understand it's cooled down a bit, but I was looking at the temperatures. It looks like it's going to be warm and sunny for the rest of the weekend. And your dog agrees? Yes. I'm so sorry about that. No, uh, not at yes, all. Not has, at all. Yes, it has been an unusually hot summer. Uh, what, what makes it specifically unusual is that the heat wave has set in earlier than uh, usual. Uh, usually May is May and June are the hottest months of the year, uh, and this year we've had a very extremely hot uh, April, like you like you heard uh, from uh, the radio news that uh, it has been the hottest summer in 122 years, and that's since uh, since India started keeping uh, meteorological records. Uh, right. What's unusually dangerous about early heat waves is that the level of preparedness is uh, lower than than it is in the months of May. Uh, this means that more people are caught off guard. Um, many people don't have, uh, haven't taken the usual precautions to, to, to safeguard themselves against the, the health impacts of exposure to extreme heat. Uh, we see this in cities and, and towns across the country. Uh, and every year, the number of heat waves, uh, as defined by uh, the Indian government, uh, the number of incidents are seem to be just going up uh, year on year. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it been like, just just as a person living in Delhi, when it gets that hot that early in the year? Uh, what's it like just to get around and and do your day to day stuff? It's it's really tough, uh, especially if you if you depend on the public public transport uh, to get around, uh, or especially if you don't have means to. Uh, to private uh, private vehicles, uh, if you don't have access to uh, to, to these forms, uh, it becomes even more tough. Uh, there are a, uh, there are several vulnerable uh, groups that uh, specifically have it harder than usual. Uh, although, uh, in my case, I I am happy that uh, thanks to the thanks to the pandemic, I continue to work from home, and therefore I only need to step out for. Uh, for essential uh, uh, essential purchases, uh, but uh, it it remains very hot. 
the usage of air conditioning and the usage of uh, electricity for cooling uh, has shot through the roof. Uh, it, it, it remains very uncomfortable, especially in the afternoon hours, uh, mm-hmm. uh, post post lunch, post uh, post noon is when right. it becomes extremely hot, uh, and uh, it, it it just becomes very hard to uh, to function normally. And this is spread out right across. I mean, there's, this has been quite widespread. I know what's happening. And the same heat wave has hit. Uh, if you look at a weather map of India, it's almost all red uh, these days. At least it was. And, and it's stretched into Pakistan as well. So this has really been been a national issue, not just a... Uh, it's not been isolated. Uh, what kind of impact does that have in broader terms on things like crops and, and so forth? Well, in terms of uh, its impact on agriculture, I think uh, a lot of uh, uh, crops. This is spring, as you know, is is the uh, is the fruit fruiting period for uh, and the flowering period for a lot of crops. So this affects yields uh, uh, tremendously. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there hasn't been uh, much research, focused research on the long term impacts of heat uh, on crops. But in the immediate term, we do see that. Uh, a lot of farmers have uh, have received have started receiving lower yields. Uh, it becomes harder to perform the outdoor agricultural activities that are involved with uh, farming in India. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, there are uh, a lot of the farmers in India are still small scale farmers who depend on uh, on physical labor uh, for uh, their individual farm. They have small landhold, smaller land holdings compared to farmers in the West. Uh, and they have lower levels of penetration for uh, agricultural implements. So, for instance, uh, the harvesting of the crop is uh, sometimes done by hand, by by, uh, by an army, by, by a team of laborers, as opposed to uh, doing it uh, via a harvester. So, these are all activities that uh, expose uh, vulnerable individuals and groups uh, to higher temperatures, and uh, they can lead to uh, Right. Um, what other? I mean, you were mentioning it earlier, just about how it's been difficult on on different groups. Uh, but what have people been trying to do to beat the heat? Um, because I've been seeing lots of public service messages from the government saying make sure to give delivery people water and so on and so forth. Uh, there must be an awareness, but clearly it has a huge impact uh, on a lot of people when it hits this early in the year. It does. It does. Uh, so uh, the main part here is to try and raise awareness about uh, about the impacts of exposure to extreme heat, uh, to to recognize and to identify the early symptoms of heat stress, uh, of heat stroke, uh, which can and then therefore to safeguard yourself against uh, the most severe impacts. Uh, people uh, have been advised to stay indoors wherever they can uh, to avoid exposure to extreme heat. Uh, to reduce intense physical activity, especially in the peak heat hours of the afternoon. Uh, there are uh, so these heat action plans, uh, which are put in place by, by city governments as well as by regional governments uh, across, uh, across the country. Many of these plans uh, have targeted actions towards some of the vulnerable groups. Uh, while individuals exposed out, uh, outdoors as part of their uh, as part of their occupation, uh, continue to be affected. One other big vulnerable group uh, uh, are individuals who reside in low-income neighborhoods, 
uh, who don't have access to uh, properly insulated houses and therefore uh, are exposed to higher indoor temperatures and these include uh, more vulnerable sections of the population uh, the elderly uh, children uh, women who often have to uh, fetch water uh, in the heat uh, so these are all individuals uh, who are specially vulnerable and don't have uh, access uh, have easy access to uh, the required healthcare uh, so the government is looking at uh, many governments are i wouldn't say it's universal but some gov- some city governments and uh, state governments are looking at targeted action towards these groups Be- because this is as you, as part of your work i understand this is really what we're seeing is these heat waves not only is this year a bit of a warning sign uh, we had a heat wave last summer in bc here where i am that we considered a bit of a warning sign about climate change but this these heat waves are becoming this early heat wave certainly sends some warning signals i would think yes definitely and in fact if you look at the heat wave patterns this year it's not just uh, the fact that they they've been here earlier it's also for the geographic spread like you said many of uh, uh, many of india's hill states that have uh, traditionally been cooler around this time of the year are, have also been exposed to heat waves this year uh, the states of jammu and kashmir the states of himachal pradesh uh, which uh, usually uh, which are hill states and therefore uh, have uh, lower temperatures also have to what is normal for them around this time of the year similarly uh, there are uh, there are coastal states that are close to the close to the ocean that have higher degree of humidity uh, as we know humidity and heat is a deadly combination uh, so these coastal cities are especially vulnerable to higher heat uh, we have not just been uh, we've been noticing this for the past couple of years and the number of heat waves have been de- definitely been increasing and as a consequence of this what is happening is we are kind of getting into the loop of uh of uh, of climate change uh, because right. uh, more and more people are now installing air conditioners uh, are using more electricity which in india continues to be uh, mostly uh, generated from burning coal and therefore sets into action the entire cycle I'm speaking with Polash Mukherjee. He's the lead air pollution and climate resilience, as well as a air quality and climate resilience consultant with Natural Resources Defense Council uh, in India. We've been talking about this incredible heat wave that hit India hard and early this year. Uh, huge po- pockets of the country, well into Pakistan, as Polash was mentioning. It uh, it it is also hit hill areas. It's been particularly hot and humid in coastal areas. No one has really been able to escape this heat uh, that came early this year. It's had a widespread impact. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more just about what can be done to try to mitigate uh, some of these impacts that India is seeing. It is the country most vulnerable, one of them, uh, to increasing temperatures. In fact, some areas of the country may, in fact, become unlivable over time because the heat will be so intense. And we'll talk about that after this. Well, it's Wednesday night here, Thursday morning in Delhi. That's where Polash Mukherjee is. He's the lead uh, air pollution and climate resilience at the national, um, one second, at the, uh, sorry, lead uh, air pollution and climate resilience at the National Resources Defense Council in India. Uh, We've been talking about this heat wave that hit the country uh, in April with the hottest April's on record, uh, not right across the country, into Pakistan as well, and just what kind of impact that's having. Uh, I gather one of the big, and you mentioned this right before the break, Polash, was this idea 
of energy consumption because India still gets 70% of its energy uh, mix from coal. And as you mentioned, that's something that probably needs to change at some point in the not too distant future with demand expected to increase so much and the heat uh, also expected to increase. Yeah, that's, that's right, Ben. I mean, uh, India is uh, feeding up its, uh, its energy sources gradually. Uh, but as of right now, we remain dependent on coal. Uh, what, we are, what we are seeing with the early onset of heat this year is that uh, India's peak electricity consumption, which is increasing every year, uh, is, has come in earlier. Uh, last year, the peak was in the month of June, uh, late June, in fact. And this year, we've already hit the peak in the middle of April. So what this means is more and more people are accessing uh, means of space cooling, uh, means of artificial cooling, uh, which is which you utilize a lot more uh, electricity. Uh, like air conditioning, what, air conditioning, and so forth. Right, of course. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, is there an opportunity here? I mean, how? Given that we think this is a trend that is going to continue, that we're going to see earlier, hotter springs, uh, even hotter summers. Uh, what can be done to try to mitigate some of the impacts that we're seeing? There's a big opportunity here in terms of, uh, in terms of building out uh, uh, resilience uh, against extreme heat, uh, not just through uh, active heat management, but also through passive heat management, uh, which right. is what we're seeing through measures like uh, uh, increased building efficiency, increased uh, thermal efficiency in buildings. Uh, we are noticing now that uh, we do know for a fact that India is rapidly growing. Uh, in fact, in terms of urbanization, uh, in, in the last census, in, India had an uh, urban population of just about 35%, which is slated to increase to about 60% in the next two decades. Uh, this means that uh, close to half or, half or more of the buildings that will exist in 2060 are yet to be built. So that right there is a big opportunity. Uh, there is the opportunity to, for us to build our, uh, our buildings better, uh, to have more, have more thermal efficiency inbuilt into them, uh, to have better, th better uh, energy efficiency inbuilt into them, to the new air conditions uh, uh, and the uh, appliances that we do install. Uh, if you're able to ensure that they are more uh, efficient uh, and they they operate they operate uh, better using less electricity, that is an opportunity going forward. Uh, there are also uh, big passive uh, passive cooling options that uh, we do advocate with the government, with uh, low-income neighborhoods, especially especially for the vulnerable. Uh, we do install something called cool roofs. Uh, now, cool right. roofs are a very low-cost and uh, effective solution, I would say, uh, especially for the low-income neighborhoods that I was referring to. Uh, these are essentially right. a layer of paint, uh, or they could be an additional layer of, uh, of material on the roof that will increase the reflectivity of the roof and therefore ensure that uh, much more of the sunlight gets reflected back rather than absorbed by the building. It has been seen uh, that... Uh, cool roofs can reduce indoor temperatures by as much as four to five degrees Celsius and therefore make a big difference. 
Polash, I mean, I, I get the impression, I think we, we all know this, that in countries like India, you're preparing now to live with temperatures that we didn't think we might ever see, I mean, and consistent temperatures in the mid-40s. And that's extremely warm. I remember watching something last year about life at 60, living under 60, 50 or 60 degree temperatures. Is that a reality now, do you think, um, for, for many parts of the country? Uh, well, I, I'd say 60 is uh, far away. And well, I 60, hope is, 60 is way too high, but 50 perhaps. Yeah. 50 perhaps. Yes, I, I, I do hope that we, do, we don't have to see such high temperatures. But unfortunately, the reality is that uh, it's already good. I mean, these high temperatures are here now. And we have to safeguard ourselves against uh, such high temperatures right now. Uh, while efforts continue to, you know, to, to reverse the impacts of climate change, uh, we see that countries like India uh, have been are beginning to be and have been affected by the impacts of climate change in the last couple of years. And heat waves is just one example of, of the same, right? In the last couple of years, we've seen uh, added uh, cyclones. Uh, we've seen shifting of rainfall patterns. Uh, we've seen more severe cold cold spells. So these are all related to changes in the weather patterns that are uh, impacted by climate change. Uh, so while it is important to do, to have the mitigation activities to to reduce uh, the long term impacts of climate change, uh, at NRDC we are also working with uh, communities to build up their resilience uh, to help them deal with, uh, with 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 something that's being becoming very real all around them the impacts of climate change. So. What do, what do the next what do the next few weeks what did the next few weeks look like now how warm is it today and, and how is it going to be for the rest of the week has there been any sort of reprieve from that high heat of uh, of late April? So where I am in Delhi, uh, very fortunately, and it was almost like a like a celebration yesterday. We had uh, the first spell of rainfall uh, for the season, uh, which kind of uh, reduced temperatures, uh, which was a much needed relief. Uh, so today uh, it is likely to go up to 37 degrees Celsius. Uh, but in the coming weeks, uh, the heat is expected to come back. We do know that the months of May and June are the worst in terms of uh, heat, uh, and uh, uh, so so it is important to continue to take those precautions, uh, especially in this northern northern Indian belt uh, of Delhi of uh, the Indo-Gangetic plain of Rajasthan, of Madhya Pradesh, these are all extremely heat-prone zones. Uh, so we are expecting the heat to uh, continue to get back in a couple of uh, days. Polash Mukherjee, thank you so much for an update today from Delhi. Um, have a good Thursday and thank you for the information. It's a fascinating insight. I hope it cools down for you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. And have a great day.